feature presentation. Welcome back to another untitled TIFF 23 review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved, Eric Marchin. Yes, we're a couple of cultured boys going to the ballet for this one. I have only been to the ballet uh, one time in my life. No, actually, it wasn't even a ballet. Actually, is the Nutcracker a ballet? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, ballet. okay. I thought, I'm like, wait, not an opera. It's a ballet. It's a ballet. I, I've never been to the opera, or maybe I have one time. But I, it's free real estate. I, uh, I did go to the Nutcracker once at the very venue where this movie uh, takes place. Yes. And I fell asleep. Classic. Did not fall asleep in this movie, though, because today we are reviewing Swan Song, which just had its premiere at the 2023 Toronto International Film Festival. Eric, how are you feeling? It's day three. Matt, I'm tired. I'm feeling a little rough. Coarse. <laughs> Sand is getting it everywhere. It's one of those days. Yeah, we're both uh, a little under the weather. It's not COVID. Uh, we both tested because we wouldn't be out and about if it was. No. Um, but we both came over a little cold or a flu. So day three feels like day 10. Yes. Um, so <laughs> um, we're, we're getting through it, though. We got a couple movies tonight. Uh, but I'm excited to talk about this movie because I think it's quite good. Yeah, it's, it's a documentary where... You know, you look at the subject matter and you think, okay, maybe this is going to be a little too niche, a little too high-end or highbrow for people like us that aren't necessarily uh, ballet or theater goers like, like some people are. But um, the way that this film is directed, it combines elements of that fly-on-the-wall filmmaking style. And I just did a quick little write-up. Like I think this kind of sums it up really nicely, is that the agony and ecstasy of ballet is blisteringly captured in this stunning documentary. And when you're watching these at these they're basically athletes. The way oh, that yeah. they put themselves through the ringer, you're seeing, you know, these amazing performers go through both physical and mental torments in order to create a classic vision through the eyes of a director who, as we learn, Karen Kane, has been such an important part of this world. You know, she grew up in it. She was somebody that started as a dancer and then kind of moved on to become an artistic director and now is directing. And we see at the beginning of the movie that she was going to direct Swan Lake um, before the pandemic happened and it kind of gets delayed and it was going to be her, 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 her swan, swan song, song. you know, yeah. and she's going to retire afterwards. And so, you know, you, you see those kind of frustrations with having to put everything on pause, but also trying to figure out, okay, can we bounce back from this? after the pandemic and will people will still be interested in it and, and again it's 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 such a, a specific niche thing to begin with that you know it's not going to be for everybody in terms of the actual ballet but watching this movie you just feel completely invited into this world, world yeah. yeah and i don't think you even need to have a remote interest in ballet to enjoy this movie like i think that probably brings an added element to it but the only kind of exposure i've had to swan lake is through black swan right and then right in the uh the opening of this movie i go okay at least that movie placed me go oh shit okay i do know this ballet and it made me really want to watch black swan but the movie uh i think is quite quite good um i think like you said that fly in the wall style of kind of dropping you right in there and just watching them uh 
you know, trained for this and, and Karen Kane trying to do something different with her interpretation of Swan Lake, which is ballet has always been very traditional. And I also, my sister, Sarah, um, was a dancer her whole life. She's still a dancer. She's a, a dance teacher. Um, so I kind of grew up maybe not necessarily in, in the same world as this, but like I'm very familiar with a lot of it. Uh, so the traditions of it, right, with everyone having to wear the tights, that is something that Karen Kane wants to kind of remove. So everyone uh, is for their own skin, skin color, color and because stuff like, that. like you're talking about the traditional aspect, ballet is rooted in in in, in whiteness and in, yeah. in, in, in a time Systemic where racism, racism and yeah. and also just you know it's it was a part of a certain period, and so it, it's never really changed. And, yeah. Um, you know, I think we'll talk a little bit about this in Days of Happiness as well, where it's like you're trying to bring your own signature style to something that's so well known. And has been done so, so many, many times. times by yeah. so many people and so many interpretations that, you know, it kind of feels like, oh, well, this is a, a, a safe pick in a lot of ways because everybody knows what Swan Lake is. It's not an original piece. It's not one that's, you know, rarely done. It's something that people, even us at least know what it is you know you even mentioned the nutcracker like those are ballets that i think most people are are familiar with even if you haven't way. watched them all the way through you still kind of know the music or you kind of know elements from them uh, i think the movie also very smartly even though it's about mostly karen kane and and her swan song um it does a great job of picking its subjects uh, yes. for the movie as well so you have uh i mean various subjects but it's mostly focused on uh, two young women uh, with a couple other smaller uh, roles from the other ballerinas. But uh, the two main subjects that they picked, I think, were great choices. Yeah, I think uh, Shailen Estrada especially is such a, a, an empathetic and just completely captivating presence on screen, the way that she talks about her love for this. And also, you know, she's very candid about her own mental health yeah. issues. Um you, you, you find a way in through her and she talks about her love of this tradition but also you know how there's a line and I'm paraphrasing this but she, she mentions how like sometimes she feels that it doesn't love her back and I found that really relatable even though I've never done ballet but like the idea of like you love something so much but you kind of feel like you're getting nothing back from it and you're just willing to destroy yourself for your art um, and you you watch what she and she's also just really funny. I think she's like she's amazingly very, very dry, dry sense dead of humor. Man, yeah. Um, yeah. and and unbelievably likable. And like I like was watching this like somebody needs to make like I don't know if she probably has any interest in being an actor, an actor or something yeah, like that. Yeah. But somebody needs to make like a movie or, or focus a documentary around her because just like those scenes, you're always kind of waiting for her to come back and follow her story. You know? Yeah, she is uh, absolutely fantastic. Oh, and there's my brother Kyle. Okay. <laughs> See if he notices hold, us. Hold on just a second. Here. Gonna... Kyle! Kyle! <laughs> Sorry, as we interrupt Swan Song. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, I think she is such a captivating presence, right? From the moment you see her, where she talks about her therapist telling her to, that she has to make her bed in the morning, which is something that I, I remember yeah. not, my therapist especially telling me, but I remember reading, being like, start your day with that because it starts you off on a good foot. And then... Um, or she offers uh, the crew cheeses, which is <laughs> great amazing. as well. Um, I think it's uh, she is so fascinating and amazing to watch. Um, I think your brother's going to come over, so maybe we'll pause it right now. Okay. All right, uh, where were we? Uh, we just stopped for like a good chunk because uh, Eric's brother's Kyle. 
uh, uh, came by and, yep. and said hello. So we stopped. Uh, I forget what we were talking about. Um, we we're talking a little bit about um, Shaylin Estrada uh, and sort of kind of her uh, being yeah. a, a, a focus of or one of the subjects within the film, and that you kind of follow her story. She's very funny very affable but also very candid about her own struggles with mental health health and wellness and like you see that and you know like i think one thing that even if you are not a ballet person and maybe this movie won't convert you but you do appreciate the physical hardships that a lot of these people are putting themselves through whether you know like you see like them icing up after um each practice and the tylenol count or the advil count which we should have for tiff i know it's like that is is disturbing in a way and then even um the levels of practice are incredible considering you know you spend so much time how an invite like how an environment changes things so they spend so much time in the studio learning the choreography yeah. that's one thing but then you go into the theater for and, rehearsals on the stage yeah, yeah and then also learning how to dance wearing costumes you know, this doesn't happen in one setting. This progresses over a series of, of, of sessions. And each of time, time they have to all like alternate how they do things or, or yeah. do a different version or uh, change the costumes or they're tripping over each other. So it's interesting to see every aspect of a production. And we both sort of worked in productions, whether it's back yeah. in school and things like that. So we kind of know it, but it was just fascinating seeing a different world. Uh, it's like relearning it all it, over again. Yeah, and it made me really go like, I know we have good behind the scenes docs for movies, but I'd love, and there are good movies about movie making as well. Uh, yeah. Heart of Darkness we brought up and things like that. Um, but I, I would love this for like a, a big Hollywood production of something and like following a director through every stage and like on a big scale like this movie. Uh, we should also mention the lead uh, uh, ballerina as well is the focus. Uh, do you have her name on um, the top of your head? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm probably going to mispronounce this. No, it's this. okay. Um, uh, Yurgitsa uh, Dornin, Dornina. Okay. And she's the one, she's sort of the, the lead ballerina, but you're also worried that um, like she's going through some physical pain as well because she has a, like a nerve, pinched nerve yeah. damage. And they even have um, an understudy who, at one point in the story, they're um, kind of teasing yeah. or contemplating. Karen Kane's contemplating to replace Yorgita because of um, you know the, the, the physical toll it's taking. And you see, like you know, her wearing. It, at first, I thought it like was a like neck her brace, but then she because she's it working out. Yeah, and yeah. and when when I first saw that, I first thought, oh, maybe she's doing that because you know when you're when you're in a production like this you have to kind of acclimatize your body to the heat of wearing certain costumes or something like yeah. that right but it's to cover you know her own physical ailment and and you look at that and you're just like oh okay like there's again so much going on here with the pressure of of her coming from you know eastern europe as well and 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 you know her um family um kind of fleeing that environment but also um you know escaping their their abusive father and now she's kind of again at the point in her career where she's you know you look at like hockey players right yeah. where like she's she's, she's like the the all-star of the yeah. team or the the, the, the veteran the, the big name yeah. but she's still at that point where she's got she's, a little gas left in the tank yeah and i've nearing, always found that interesting yeah. as well where like you have these guys that are you know, they're not really old. They're in their late 20s, early 30s, 30s but then yeah. they're considered veterans or seasons. Uh, yeah. I like, hear that in the NHL all the time. They're like, ooh, 
I'm surprised you can fucking skate anymore. And I'm like, that guy's 33, man. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Yeah. Like, but in, in sports, really, it is a young person's, you know, game really. Right. So the body, uh, as you can tell with Eric and I on day three of the festival being like, we're dead <laughs> with the ring away. Um, and we're complaining about this, but, but again, you know, these people are putting their, their themselves physically and, and, and mentally through anguish and, you know, they, the reason why they do it is because they love it. This is this is the thing that they do, but it comes it does come with a price, you know, and that frustration of always like the constant tweaks and changes to things, even if it is a traditional production, you know, like that can throw off an entire, you know, choreographed dance number. Or you know, we were talking about like the sets, like you know, having something on set that might be uh, dangerous because it's like a, a a spike or something poking out and it cuts you or. Um, you know, again, dealing with ballet's kind of very tricky history of racism and, um, you know, conformity and things like that. So there's there's so much going on here, but it's done in a way that feels like it invites you in. And, and Ch Chelsea McMullen, who directed the film, um, does such a great job of just hanging out with these characters. It doesn't necessarily feel like an educational documentary about like the history of Swan no, Lake no, or something not at like all. that. It's more about these people in this particular moment in time. Yeah. yeah I think it's really, really well made, really well shot. Uh, the music is fantastic. It is music from Swan Lake. I think friend of the show, Jay Wadley did the score, Ooh. but I might be wrong. I wanted to make sure on that composer. No, never mind. It was Katie Stelmanis. I saw Jay Wadley's name somewhere, so I could have said it said Swan Song, but maybe, oh, he did Swan Song, the Apple TV. Uh, yeah, with Mahershala Ali. That's what it was. So, so, so this is something we need to talk about quickly because you brought this up. That's why there I need to be a moratorium. And look at That's why I'm confused. I got an email from Tiff being like, Jay, if, if you want to talk to Jay Wadley, and it said colon Swan Song. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, he did the score to Swan Song. Yeah. Uh, he did not. Sorry. He Well, he did. Anyways, there are certain point. titles for certain movies that I feel in the last few years, like Swan Song. There are two movies that came out last year. You know, just talking about the Apple film with Mahershala Ali, which is a futuristic kind of um, drama, and which then, Jay Wadley did do this. Yes, for. and then you also have the Udo Kier road trip comedy, uh, which was kind of a, a, an early festival favorite. Um, there are other titles of other movies as well that I'm just forgetting about, just because it's. it's Stay three of the Foggy festival, brain, and my yeah. my brain is a fog. But, uh, but it's it's one of those situations where it feels like there needs to be a moratorium on and these I know titles. The Beast this, is another one as yeah. well. So Beast, the Beast, it, it just feels like there's Beauty so, and the Beast. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. There's there's a few like that where I agree. Like, okay, I, I do understand. It, it's a good title for this thematically movie. speaking. Yeah, yes. but uh, I do agree with you. Um, I like the movie quite a bit. I, I definitely think you guys should check it out. Um, it's playing on CBC in a three-part... I thought it was four. Um, four-part documentary. Yeah. Uh, or it's also getting a theatrical release, at least in Toronto. Yes. Um, so uh, I'd say the theatrical version is great. You should go check it out. I'm going to give the movie uh, a four out of five. I even think the CBC version, I think, would probably be interesting to watch as well like an extended version yeah it probably expands on certain aspects of it but it, it, the great thing about this um theatrical um viewing or that when we watched it it didn't feel truncated in no. any way like it felt like it was a complete work oh and, yeah it didn't feel like anything was missing yeah or it didn't feel like oh like that would have been good to kind of maybe go further into like everything that's explored feels fulfilling and i'm also going to give it a four out of five i think it's a really well done documentary it's extremely accessible 
Um, you really care about the people that are involved in this. And, you know, we we make no bones about it. We don't know anything about ballet. And we don't even know if this, you know, version that premiered or played was even received, received well. well. <laughs> but you do appreciate the work that goes into something like that. And I think anybody can relate to that in some way or another, especially when it's something that you love to do and it can still also be very um, taxing uh, on you as well in some way or another. I agree. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Please go check out our other reviews from TIFF. We have reviews for Dick's the Musical. We have reviews for The Boy and the Heron. Anatomy of a Fall. Um, perfect days. Perfect days. Uh, lots of good stuff, so go check that out. We'll also have reviews for Days of Happiness, The Zone of Interest, all coming up in the next uh, little while. So uh, you're already in the right spot, which is Untitled Movie Reviews. Head over to Letterboxd, which is Untitled underscore Movies, and you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And you can follow me on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. Birdie. <laughs>